are those who are led by the Spirit of God as evidence in their lifestyle. That's how you can tell if you're the sons of God. I tease my kids all the time. My oldest son just said that the other day because, <laughs> you know, I tell him so much. I tease them all the time. I says, why do you all insist on doing the ungodly stuff that I've done, but you won't do the whole thing that I've done, which is the whole godly thing? And I see you just said that to somebody because apparently Sunday we were hanging out somewhere and, you know, we kind of was dressed a little bit alike. And somebody said, man, y'all kind of dressed alike. And he said, yeah, you know, I got my, uh, my style from my dad. I took it to another level, but, you know, I got my style from my dad. <laughs> Here you go. But, but, you know, of course, you know, I do a lot of stuff like my dad. But, of course, he's going to tell you I'm not doing the, the godly thing. But I'm going to do it soon. <laughs> they all know that because I give them a hard time about that. I said, why do you all insist on doing the things that I do that's carnal and you don't do the things that I do that are spiritual? Come on, help me here, children. And I tell them that all the time. Because I, I see all the carnal stuff that they do that I do. And I'm looking, I'm like, man, my kids got all, my, all of this stuff that I do. But I want them to do this part too. So all you can do is keep praying for them that, you know, they will come around and start doing this part too. Believers not only have the spirit, they are also supposed to be led by the spirit. So we can't just be comfortable with saying, I have the Spirit. I have to be led by the Spirit. Somebody say amen. amen. To experience being led of the Spirit of God, we must practice self-denial. <laughs> That's hard, huh? Self-denial must be an must be a, a, a essential part of our life. So we can experience being led of the Spirit. Self-denial. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Somebody treats you unfairly, and you want to tell them a piece of your give them a piece of your mind. Self-denial. Can't do that. You're getting ready to get in trouble, but if you tell a lie, you get out of trouble. Self-denial. We have to practice that in our life. If we want to be led by the Spirit of God, there must be some self-denial. Don't be alarmed, church. The people we may look to that we see that are doing some things that you're saying, man, how are they doing it? Self-denial. And we don't have any excuses because as long as we're in the flesh, when you see Jesus, when you get, hopefully you get to meet him face to face and be, you know, you, you, you get to heaven and you get to see him. You can talk to him about this. His, his word talk about this. All of us that are in the flesh are all tempted just the same. Don't act like, oh, you don't understand. You don't understand what I'm dealing with. Man, when people start getting into that, I'm start, I just start turning them off. You don't understand. When I read my Bible, if we're all in the flesh, we all struggle with the same old things. I never forgot. Here's something controversial, Ethan. I never forgot. Good friend of ours that is a gay guy. 
He said to me, man, it is so hard, you know, trying to deal with the temptation of these men. He was driving in my car back in the day. And I just looked at him and said, yo, dude, you don't think it's hard for men that are, that, that are what y'all call it, heterosexual? You don't think it's hard for them to resist women when they married or, or not to have sex if they're not married? You don't think so? I never thought about it like that. Just like you're struggling because you're attracted to, that, to, to the same sex, the people that are, that are attracted to opposite sex, they struggle too. It's no difference. But we all like to make our situation so much harder so we think we have a built-in excuse. We don't have no built-in excuse. We are all in the flesh, and the flesh is the flesh, and we're all going to be challenged and tempted just like Jesus was when he was here. The devil going to come at you just the same. This is why when I call out sin, I, I, I call it sin. I don't make a sin. This is, no, it's all sin. It's all sin. If, if, if you are fornicating with the same sex, it's sin. If you're fornicating with the opposite sex, it's sin still. Let's not categorize, well, no, it's sin. Racism is sin. Stop trying to get some other definition behind it. It's sin. We study trying to be politically correct to explain it. So what if we get a great understanding politically, intellectually, and we got it all under... Guess what? That don't help us. You know what help us? When we realize the act that we're committing is not pleasing to God, so we need to repent and give our life to God and get ourselves right. That's all that matters to God. Stop trying to make it be something else. Man, we're always looking for some kind of, you know, exception for you. Ain't no exception. You're going to stand before God, ain't no exception. All of us was born into a family that got some dysfunction. We were born in function that was born into families, alcoholics. Born into families, uh, fornicators. Born into families, adulterers. Born into families, poor. You can go on and on and on. So all of us are struggling with something. But Jesus says you must be born so stop using your struggle as you don't understand this is special. Shut up. We all got issues. This is why he went to Calvary. This is why he said we got to be born again. This is why he said repent. Because we all got. When Jesus came on the scene, behold, the Lamb of God that take away the sins of man. We all needed him. That's why he came. Nobody wasn't doing good. But we always get our little thing so we can feel like we can keep doing it. Because that's all it comes down to. Our selfish, sinful nature, our fleshly nature want us to keep doing it. So we try to explain it that is more difficult than the average stuff. So we can say, well, the reason why I'm still doing it, because you don't understand, because this is hard. <laughs> Go tell that to Jesus. 
Oh, tell that to Jesus and, and see if his blood, because what you're saying is, Jesus, your blood ain't powerful enough for this sin. <laughs> Y'all don't want to mess with me tonight. <laughs> That's what you're saying. Whatever we're battling and we keep on doing it and we won't bring it to Jesus, all we're saying is the blood ain't good enough for this one, God. I know you went to Calvary. I know you shed your blood for sin, but this sin that I'm living in is so bad, your blood ain't good enough for it. Okay. Let's see what's going to happen to you. If you think his blood can't, can't wash, cleanse those sins, I don't know what to tell you. Paul uses adoption or sonship to illustrate the believer's new relationship with God and their privileges as part of God's family. Listen to this. In Roman culture, the adopted person lost all rights in his old family and gained all the rights of a legitimate child in his new family. Watch this. He became a full heir to his new family. Likewise, when a person becomes a Christian, he or she gains all the privileges and responsibility of a child of God's family. I was studying the day the Holy Ghost dropped this in my spirit. A lot of children of God try to have dual citizenship. I said, stop, Holy Ghost. A lot of a lot of children of God, a lot of saved people are trying to, to still hold on to their citizenship of the world and hold on to their citizenship of the kingdom of God. They're trying to have dual citizenship because they want to enjoy the pleasures of their flesh in this world and they want to enjoy eternal life in the kingdom and God is not having it. You can't have dual citizenship when it comes down to the kingdom. You're either a citizen of the kingdom or you're not. Because when you get adopted into the kingdom of God, guess what? All of your heir and heritage and everything that you had in that world, gone. And this is the new stuff over here. The stuff that you had before cannot compare to what you get now. But we're trying to have dual citizenship. One citizenship of the world, one citizenship of the kingdom. God is not having that. He will not allow you to have citizenship of the kingdom and citizenship of this world. You're either a citizen of the kingdom or you're not. That's the way God does things, and he's not going to do it the way you want him to. One of these privileges and responsibility you have when you become a part of God's family, one of these outstanding privileges is being led by the Spirit. Church, we got to be led by the Spirit of God. We're allowing ourselves, just like everything around us, everything around us for the past year and some change has been about the flesh. Been about the flesh. I'll go so deep as to say even the death that has taken place was about the flesh. Because all, as we all know, Rayon, the way our God operates is when you are a bona fide child of God, living for God, when you die, your physical body die, but now you are in the presence of God forever. And when we're focused on the death, the physical death, as opposed to the reward of what that person received, we're being fleshly. 
I am not being I'm, I'm not I'm not not being sensitive enough to know when you lose somebody, you miss them and everything like that. But you know what? I've been around some people that that that's been living this for a little bit. Fifth, sixth, seventh generation Pentecost. And when their loved one died, they said, my dad just got promoted. They said, my my loved one just 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 got on the sweet road of just, just they, they, they start celebrating because their loved one has died. And then I come around a lot of other people and they just destroyed because their loved one died. I'm just trying to point out to you that we sometimes allow our flesh to rule and we don't even realize it. I want my loved one to die and go to heaven. Listen. The closest thing to me and I've had blood relative that's not close to me like this. The closest thing to me that died was my mother-in-law. And as much as I miss her, every time I think about her, it brings a smile to my face. It really does. Because I know the times we shared. I just know all of this stuff. I just, 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 just bring a smile to my face. And I always say, boy, you better get to heaven. Because your mother-in-law got there and you taught her the Bible study and helped her to get her way in Christ. So if she make it and you don't, shame on you, bro. And so as much as I know, man, we miss her. It would be so great to have her here and all of this stuff. I smile because I know she's in heaven. The Bible says in Romans 8 and 17, and if the children and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so, be that we suffer with him that we may be also glorified together. Because we are God's children, we are his heirs. So you are no longer a slave. We don't even realize that being worldly and fleshly is slavery. I've studied my flesh. I kind of hate my flesh. Not kind of, I do. Because what I've realized for a long time now, a lot of times when you want your, 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 your favorite meal, when you get done eating it, you're like, eh. A lot of times when you do things to satisfy the flesh, when you're finally satisfied, eh. And so your flesh always tells you what it wants. And at the time it's telling you what it wants, you can just imagine that, oh, that should be real good. And by the time you take care of that desire that the flesh wants, you realize, huh. And we keep getting deceived and betrayed by the flesh over and over. Every time it tells us what it wants and we give in and we see the results, we just put our hands on our head and says, I got betrayed again. Because, I, because the feeling that I'm supposed to have when it's all said and done, I'm not having it. Flesh betray us all the time. And we're still falling for the same old trick. We ought to tell that flesh, I'm not falling for this stupid trick anymore. The Jews thought it was, when they talk about heirs and, and what they inherit, they thought it was the promised land. But instead... 
For the church, it is the kingdom of God that we inherit. It is, it is, it's all that, that, that comes with the kingdom of God that we inherit. And church, I'm talking to me and you right now. We can't allow the betrayal of this flesh to make us miss out on eternity. Because if we ever miss out on eternity, we're going to be looking back. When everybody is sent to heaven, we're going to be looking and saying, for this, for this, how am I missing out on eternal life and the blessings of God for this? We won't have anything to show. And we will be dying and be wailing. And before we even get to hell, gnashing of teeth. Because we're going to look around and say, I gave up heaven for this. Just to satisfy some desires we had. We are heirs of God. Only because of Christ's suffering on our behalf. As believers, we're going to have to suffer a little bit. The suffering is, is, is in the flesh. In every way, shape, or form, the suffering is in the flesh. When you're young and healthy and strong, the suffering is not giving in to what the flesh wants. Then you get a little older, the flesh breaking down. And causing you a whole lot of frustration and hurt and pain and all the kind of, you know, you got to treat it, go to, got to go to doctor. So no matter what part of your life you're in, this flesh is the thing that just, just, just do you in. It's the flesh. You're young and it tells you what you want. When you get it, you realize you didn't want it. When you get older, it breaks down on you and can't get out of bed like it needs to. It don't function and cooperate with you the way you need to. So it fails you when you're young and it fails you when you're old. It's the flesh that we're up against, not anything else. I can lay on my back and say, Satan, get thee behind me. I can lay on my back and say, Jesus is my Lord and my God. I can lay on my back and just curse the devil. I can do all of that just by speaking the word of God. So he ain't my, 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 my what I got to fight against is this filthy flesh. All right, I'm done. Biblical application to be led by the spirit of God. Biblical application. To be led of the Spirit of God. Ephesians 5 and 18. Finishing up here. Ephesians 5 and 18. And be not drunk with wine. Wherein is excess. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, uh, apparently wine can get you drunk. Apparently because nowadays. <laughs> Y'all don't want to mess with me. Nowadays, wine is not liquor no more. <laughs> it ain't liquor no more. So everybody drinking wine now because it ain't liquor no more, right? Uh, wine, not liquor, it's only the hard stuff. It's only vodka. It, it's, it's only bourbon. It, it, it's only cognac. It's only beers. Oh, wine is, no, no, no. Wine is not liquor. So everybody have a glass of wine now. Even the preacher. But this scripture is warning us that if it can get you drunk, leave it alone. 
If it can get you drunk. Preacher, I have control. I do everything in moderation. So, yeah, I have a half a glass of wine every once in a while because I have control. You go ahead, bro. I'm good. You go ahead, bro. Be not drunk with wine, we're in excess, but be. Can I let you in a secret? I don't think you can be filled with the spirit and drink wine. I don't believe you can be filled with the spirit and drink wine because here is what I like what that scripture is teaching us. It makes the, the difference between drinking wine and getting drunk. It says you can get drunk from wine. So apparently the spirit, I'm sorry, the wine, what it does, the spirit can do too. That's why they compare them. You think you you sip your wine, you think, it make me feel a little good here, you know. You know, I just drink a little bit because it make me feel just you know, just just a little tipsy. I just feel a little bit good when I drink my wine. And the Bible's trying to let us know that the spirit will make you feel even better. So why would you want to drink the wine? Just be filled with the spirit. <laughs> That's why the scripture said, be filled with the spirit. And if you feel with the spirit, you won't want no wine, not to mention no hard liquor. So if we're going to be led by the spirit, let's be filled with the spirit. If we're going to be led by the spirit, here's the next thing we got to do. Speaking to ourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and singing and making melody in our heart unto the Lord. If we're going to be led by the spirit. Do you sit down sometimes and just speak to yourself with psalms? Do you go to the book of psalms and just begin to read the book of psalms? Do you begin to sing some old hymns? Do you begin to make melody of the things of God in your heart and say this is unto you Lord Jesus? Giving thanks always for the things unto God and Father in the name of the Lord Jesus. Do you say, God, I thank you anyhow because you saved me. No matter what I'm going through, Lord, I thank you anyhow. This is how we can be led by the Spirit, by thanking God no matter what we're going through, no matter what we're dealing with. Just thank Him because He's working it all out. This is how we put ourselves in position to be led of the Spirit. We can't talk bad about people and be led of the Spirit. We can't, we can't assassinate people's character and be led of the Spirit. We can't be selfish and self-centered and be led of the Spirit. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. When you feel like you're getting ready to get out of control, pray till you feel like you're full of the Spirit. And then you begin to speak to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs if you want to be led of the Spirit. And finally, here's God's process if you are led by the Spirit. This is how it works. If you want to kind of get an idea of how does this being led of the Spirit work. Here he goes. The Holy Ghost governs, directs, and motivates your spirit. If you go back to the reading that we read earlier, you kept seeing spirit, capital S, spirit, small s, because it was dealing with God dealing with us. 
God dealing with us, God influencing us. So the way how we're going to be led of the spirit is when the Holy Ghost governs, directs and motivate our spirit. The Holy Ghost helps your spirit to govern and control the influences around you. So it's a process that we have to slow down our life in order to be led of the spirit. If you're going to be led of the spirit, you got to slow it down, slow it down, slow it down, slow it down. Don't don't think that you got to be moving fast to get things done. What God can do for you when you rely on him will outdo anything you can do with your strength. So slow it down. Wait for God. Slow it down. You don't have to rush. Slow it down. Let God operate the way he wants to. The Holy Ghost helps your spirit to govern and control the worldly influences around you. Your spirit then governs and directs your mind to knowing the will of God. So here is what happens a lot of times. A lot of times, here's what happens that we're not catching. We have a spirit within us. I don't have time to go get deep on this. But when, 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 when God created man, he molded and shaped them. The Bible says he breathed into man and man became a living soul. So at the beginning, Adam had everything that he needed. There was no need for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Adam had the Holy Ghost and everything. This is why he could commune with God the way he did. He had everything he needed when God breathed into him and he became a living soul. But when he sinned against God, what happened was his spirit that was so great, that was like the Holy Ghost, died in him. This is why the Bible said when you sin, you will surely die. It means there's no activation of the Holy Ghost in you. And so when he sinned, Holy Ghost All of that good stuff that empowers him no longer is working in him. This is why the day of Pentecost had to happen. Because we became carnal, fleshly humans when we sinned against God and we needed the help of the Holy Spirit so we can not live carnally and fleshly. We can't live for God without being led of the Spirit. And so, the Holy Ghost... Speak to your spirit that's dead and sinful. The Holy Ghost communicates to your spirit and then your spirit now directs your mind, directs your will to do what God wants to be done. So that's a process. So what happens is you need to pray before you do anything. This is why prayer is so essential. You got to pray because what you're doing is stirring up the Holy Ghost to speak to your spirit so your spirit can get the message from the Holy Ghost and do what needs to be done. If we don't have the Holy Ghost, we need the Holy Ghost. Because the way we're going to be able to overcome the flesh is by seeking the Lord and praying for the Holy Ghost to speak to your spirit and your spirit now just guides your mind on what the spirit of God has said you need to do. That's the way it works. And so when you operate off impulse, the Holy Spirit is not in it. Because you didn't stop and, 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 and solicit the Holy Spirit's direction. You just went and did what you wanted. And so now you're still operating in that carnal mind, that carnal uh, spirit that is guiding your life. And 
you're not doing godly stuff. And so, for your mind commits, govern, and directs your will to the obedience of God. If you follow that, that trait of communication, then your will governs and directs your emotion to love God and his people. Your emotion governs and directs your appetite toward the righteousness, your, towards righteousness. Your appetite directs your behavior in the, in, in the fleshly body. The result, Jesus Christ is revealed through your spirit, soul, and body. That's how we are led by the spirit. We have to give the spirit the opportunity to start working in us and not just operate off impulse. You can rest assured that when you operate off impulse, the Holy Ghost is not in it. God is not a God of impulse. God is a God of specificity. He is intentional. And so whatever he does, it's a plan. And so you got to seek him and say, what's the plan, God? I know you got a plan. I know your plan is in motion. Get me connected and in the flow of the plan. That's how we are led by the Spirit. A lot of times it's very hard unless the Holy Spirit quickens you. A lot of times it's very hard to have the right response when you're hearing a conversation immediately. A lot of times it's hard because because you're hearing it and you're trying to process it. But at the same time, you don't really have the answer because you haven't seeked the Holy Spirit yet. Unless God decides to barge in to that conversation and speak to you, you really don't have the right response. Because you want to be led by the Spirit. And the only way to be led by the Spirit is give the Spirit the opportunity to minister to you, to your spirit, so your spirit can grab a hold of what... Holy Spirit just revealed to you and now you command your will and your mind to now do what the Holy Spirit had revealed to your spirit. That's a little process. Because we're not God. So that's a process. So when you respond just quickly by impulse, just know the chances are that wasn't God. That wasn't God. You didn't give the Holy Ghost an opportunity to speak to you. You just jumped on it. Led by the Spirit. Let's stand. Any questions tonight? Anyone have any questions about what we just talked about tonight or even if it's just something that you feel like you, it's, it's pressing and you need to make mention of it? Anyone? As we pray tonight in dismissal, I got a prayer request through, I'm not sure if it's the app or the website, but one of them, I got a prayer request that Trey Duggar or Duger, we need to pray for Trey. Uh, he needs salvation and we need for God to touch him mentally and emotionally. So as we pray in dismissal tonight, pray for Trey. But before I close out, any questions? Any questions on being led of the Spirit of God? Let's practice what I just talked about tonight so we can be led of God's spirit and not be controlled by our surroundings and not be controlled by our impulse and not be controlled by our fleshly desires. Let's make sure we check with the Holy Ghost and say, Holy Ghost, what is going on?
speak to me. And when you don't get the, the, the Holy Spirit to direct you and just just don't move, don't do anything. Don't, don't try to make any moves. When the Holy Ghost not talking to you, don't try to make any moves. But before you make any moves, ask the Spirit of God to help you open your eyes to see so you will know what to do. And if he's not telling you what to do, then don't do anything. That's how we're going to be led by the Spirit. That's how we're going to be led by the Spirit. And we must become mature in Christ so we can be led by the Spirit. Don't forget I mentioned to you, we have a ladies' service Friday, July the 16th at 7.30 p.m. The theme is entitled Straight Talk. If you are not one that can eat meat, you don't need to be there. If all you can eat or drink is milk, then don't come to this because it's going to be heavy conversation about the things of God. Pastor Cole going to talk to you. You will be able to ask her questions and we'll just stay here for as long as you want and just talk about it and enjoy the presence of the Lord. Yes, Sister Jackson. Yep, what the, the Lord turned water into wine, and people think that's their right to drink. But again, you know, that's a good point there, Sister Jackson, but I'm over people that's insisting on making their case for themselves. Again, selfishness, I ain't got time. I know when you're coming from a position of a selfish place. I know it. I know when people are coming from a position of selfishness. I know it. Because when you begin to operate on the purpose of God and the will of God, you don't take things personal. You don't get personal. Because what you're really saying is, I'm not doing my will. So what you're saying to me or doing, it's not hurting me because I'm not bringing my will. I'm bringing the will of God. But when you start getting into your feelings, yeah, y'all don't want that. When you start getting into your feelings, I'm telling you, it's not coming from a place of the spirit. Because it means it's now personal. But when I'm doing the things of God, you know what I said? At the worst case scenario, to avoid any argument, I'm going to say, I tell you what, you do what you feel, and I'll do what I read in the Bible. I'm not fighting with you, because I know what I'm doing is of God, not of man. But when it's of man, you got to keep proving your point. I never forgot when um, Gamaliel, the guy that taught Paul, people were saying, they not of God. They were talking about some other people that was speaking the word of God. They not of God. And Gamaliel said to them, leave them alone. If what they're doing is of God, no man can stop it. But if what they're doing is not of God, it will come to naught. I never forgot that text. It's just that simple. If it's of God, just keep on stepping and keep doing it because it will show in long term that that was of God. And if it's not of God, you will see, okay, it's not of God. It's just that simple. 
I'm here to love people and be an example and teach them and let God and them work out the rest of it. Because people must make that decision for themselves as to what they need to do according to God's word. And so to me, a lot of God's stuff is really, I shouldn't say common sense because it's spiritual, but I just understand what I just said tonight. If I'm full of the spirit, I am not talking to you about having a sip of wine. It's just that simple. If I'm full of the spirit, I'm not having a wine discussion. I'm just not. But if I'm not full of the spirit, I will have a wine discussion. You see what I mean? So you just know where people are coming from. When you're led by the spirit, you will know where people are coming from. But if you yourself are in the flesh, then you will get caught up in conversations. That's not going anyplace because it's all from the flesh. Let's talk to the Lord before we go. Father, we love you. You're great and you're greatly to be praised. We thank you, Lord God, for speaking to our hearts tonight. I thank you, Lord God, for the spirit of God working in our hearts and working in our life, Lord God. For truly, almighty God, we could not fulfill our purpose in you. We could not continue on this journey if we did not have your spirit in us. For greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I thank you for sending the spirit, the gift of the Holy Ghost into the heart of man. That, Lord, we had this great opportunity to walk with you. We had this great opportunity to be led by your spirit, Lord God. We don't have to be in bondage anymore. We don't have to be controlled by our flesh anymore. All we have to do, Lord God, is call on your name and call on you that you may guide us by your spirit, that we can be led of the spirit of God. I thank you tonight, Lord, for revelation, for understanding. Standing. I thank you for direction tonight, Lord God. Now, Father, as we go from this place, I pray that we will be led of the Spirit of God. That tomorrow morning when you wake us up, Lord God, you will wake us up, Lord God, to first commune with you, Lord God. To first, Lord God, dig into your word for guidance, for direction, Lord God. That we can do your will, Father. Be led of your Spirit. I pray before we lay our heads down tonight, Lord God, the Spirit of God will speak to us. The Spirit of God will give us understanding, Lord God. I pray for this church and our district, Lord God, that there will be a rising tide and that the Spirit of God will begin to overshadow us and direct us and guide us, Lord God, that we as your people in this area, in this church, in our district will be led of your spirit and not of our flesh. I pray tonight, Lord God, that you will put into the heart of your people revival, that you will put into their heart, Lord God, a hunger and a passion, Lord God, to do the will of God and not be concerned with the things of the flesh. I pray tonight, Lord, that as we go from this place, that what we have heard here tonight will not escape us, but we will hold fast and become doers of it, Lord God. I pray for Trey Duger, Lord God, that you will save his soul 
and then you will touch his mind and his emotion and let your will be done in his life. Oh God, give us revival, will you, Lord? Lead us, will you, Lord, by your spirit. I pray tonight the blessings of God will flow freely upon this church like we've never seen it and that you will strengthen us that we will walk by faith and in the spirit and God fulfill your will. Here we are tonight, Lord God. Use us and make us your example. Use us, oh God, to be a blessing. Use us, almighty God, to be a light. I pray for your provision. I pray for your favor upon this congregation and that you will use us to reach out and reach the lost, to reach out and help the backslider, to reach out and help the poor and the needy and those that are bruised and those that are hurting and those that are wounded. Use us, Lord God, to do the will of God. I pray tonight for an anointing to come upon this church like we've never had. Have your way tonight, great God, for we give you the praise. We give you the honor, Lord. We bless your name tonight, Lord Jesus, for you alone, you alone are worthy of all the praises and all the honor. For, Lord, we pray that you will hear our cry and permit your will to us. We pray these things in the wonderful name. In the wonderful name of Jesus, let's give him some praise in this church. Let's give the Lord some praise. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God bless you, church. Don't forget, if you have offering tonight, Brother Henry's in the back. You can give online. Give unto the Lord. T-shirts order. Make sure you see Sister Patrice. Let's get it done. God bless you. I love you. Have a great rest of your evening.